Today is Friday, February 16th, 2018. This is episode 58. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's try that again. Today is Friday, February 16th, 2018. This is episode 68 of Maelstrom Radio. Maelstrom Radio. With your hosts, Flatus and Shinder. Welcome everybody to Maelstrom Radio. My name is Flat. It's with me, as always. This host, I got nothing. <laughs> Barely got out the tweet in time. Oh, this host almost didn't make it. <laughs> Shit. It's a little premature. That's next week. Anyway. <laughs> Damn it! I'm early again. <laughs> I'm not even a minute in. Have I broke you this early? It's it's gonna be one of those nights. I didn't, I'm not even drinking a night at the moment. At the moment, it's known as the keyword at the moment. I already mentioned this in the pre-show, but tonight is brought to you by water because that's all I have on hand right now. I have, I have this delicious cup of coffee. Mm, I know. Personally, I'd rather your tea. That, um, it's, it's also happening after show. Anyway, hey, welcome to Milstrom Radio. This welcome to tea chat, tea time with Shannon Flatus. <laughs> Can we start that podcast? Hey now, don't give away next week's spoilers. <laughs> next week's spoilers we do, and I just sit back and sip tea and just discuss tea. The fine uh, today on tea chat, we're discussing the finer points of Rubio's. Uh, <laughs> nobody, nobody will show up for that. <laughs> Or we'll get a shit ton more people. Like all of a sudden, like have eight hundred people watching us. Anyway, let's uh, let's jump into let's jump, jump into news. Yeah, we might need to bring in some of the uh, the British. Oh, para para, you're on for next. <laughs> I don't even know if para drinks tea. Better para, you better have a tea expert on that. Para, you better be a tea expert. World population balancing. Oh, I, well, uh, speaking of of uh, worldly <laughs> worldly people. <laughs> Speaking of being unbalanced. <laughs> uh, world population balancing. Uh, so, if you didn't know, if you, if you weren't around on this day, uh, based on our analysis, according to Yoshi P, based on our analysis, login numbers and plot sales across all worlds and weeks following the release of 4.2 have been decided to implement the following changes during the next scheduled maintenance. Restrictions are all currently designated congested worlds would be lifted new preferred worlds would be designated uh the moratorium on plot sales to individuals be lifted so that means balmonga will be opening and for a lot of people that's big news for shit and i that's like all right that's cool <laughs> we'll make alts <laughs> well, it'll be a lalafell it'll yeah it'll be something 
It'll be something. Are you going to bring Gunt? I can Gunt be- goes to Balmung. <laughs> Gunt Thunderbungs does get Balmung might be the best YouTube video we could ever make. We may need to make. Yeah, that's a whole new series right there. Mm-hmm. Gunt Thunderbuns does Balmung. Just Gunt Thunderbun does and just <laughs> make him across all the servers. It just does. Does crafting. Does this. <laughs> Everything does. Uh, just, just does. Just does. <laughs> just dies. Anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, so if you're a Balmung player, you may see us. We might change our names and then you have to come find us. <laughs> and Twitch is crashing for safe. Uh, uh, on much, much, much more exciting news. Uh-huh. Sorry, this is the part that I was really excited for. Uh, the Horizon Symphony is coming to LA and Dortmund, uh, Germany. For those who don't know, LA is in the United States. I didn't think I'd have to mention that for most of our viewers, but who knows? Uh, June 15th and 16th in the States, August 24th and 25th in Germany. Uh, early t- ticket sales will be on sale as of tomorrow, February 17th. Public ticket sales will go on a bit later, February 26th. I really want to go to this. It's right around my birthday. My birthday is June 18th. I now live really, really close to where they're hosting this. And uh, fun fact, it's in the Dolby Theater, which is where, what is it, the Grammys are held? I don't know. It's somewhere like right in the heart of Hollywood that looks like it's going to be crazy busy. The Academy Awards. It'll be packed. It'll be Academy Awards. It'll be packed. It'll it'll, be worth it. It'll it'll be great. I mean, technically, I have the 15th off from work because my company now chooses a random holiday from other cultures and we celebrate that every year so this year it's ramadan so <laughs> i technically is that all the way in june now or this year rather this year it's june 15th and my birthday is on the 18th and i my company gives me like a like eight hour birthday top of it so i have my birthday nice. my, my birthday is a holiday i'm like yay <laughs> finally somebody recognizes my birth that's <laughs> important <laughs> New, new optional, speaking of important, new optional items. Speaking of birthdays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's your birthday, congratulations. Butler made outfits are now available. So if you weren't, if you didn't get them in one of the two Amazon events or whatever the U, in the EU, they made you do, like take nude photos and send them into a magazine or whatever the hell they made you do over there, <laughs> then, then happy, oh, don't start happy birthday, flattest. <laughs> I know a certain I know a certain person <laughs> that'll have a field day with that. Anyway, uh, yeah. So if you haven't gotten your butler made outfit, just go buy it. It's eighteen bucks. It's fair. If you didn't do, if you weren't a part of the event, it's like a fair price for it. I think. And just in case you weren't aware, I would like to wish a happy birthday to Ockmorn. Happy birthday, Ockmorn! Absolutely. Uh, always good to shout out people on their birthdays. Yeah. Also, happy belated Valentine's Day. If you know. Coming from Aorzea's two most eligible matchups. <laughs> we weren't quite a perfect match in game, but we were close. It's about, it was about, I mean, for our first year was like, we're going to make money. This year it was like, you're not making money. <laughs> no. Yeah, no money making this year. Uh, and 4.21 patch notes are out. Uh, there's not super anything big in there right now. Uh, let's see, uh, Delta Scapel Savage will receive the Echo, and there's a bunch of issues resolved. 
Uh, Basically, a lot of the diamond weapons, the new weapons, were off by damage numbers by one, so they just fixed it. Yeah, so nothing too crazy. Nothing. The really interesting one will be uh, in a couple more weeks from now when we get patched 4.25, which, as we'll discuss later, we're getting Eureka. Yo, community news. So uh, there's going to be speaking of Belmong, there's going to be a Blitzball tournament on Belmong. Uh, and the opening ceremonies happen on February 23rd at 8 p.m., 10.30 p.m. I believe that is Eastern uh, Standard Time, 5, uh, 7.30 Pacific Standard Time, and then 1 a.m. to 3.30 a.m. UTC. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, if you're on Balmung, <laughs> you might want to go check that out. Uh, also, Maelstrom Radio is the official sponsor of the Limsa Lominza Buccaneers, the all-female team. <laughs> go Limsa. Yeah, so... We are officially sponsoring the uh, the Limsa Limsa Buccaneers. That's official. Uh, the Maelstrom Radio symbol will be on their butt, <laughs> on on the right cheek, uh, as per designed <laughs> and signed per our so contract. Both of them? Yes, M M on one on the left, <laughs> R on the right. <laughs> yep that that sounds appropriate. And uh, so, you know, we we like, who else would sponsor the all female team but us? <laughs> the two assholes with mics. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we I I was approached. I was approached by the team <laughs> to, to say, "Hey, would you like to sponsor us?" Now, to be fair, I was also approached by another team. But they were rich. And I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, what do you guys offer? Like, we're all female. I was like, well, money or women? <laughs> I was like, well. <laughs> and I found out about this when I read the show notes today, so. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Dylan and the, the rest of the team over there. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The owner the owner of the other team is here. Uh, says F you to me <laughs> I'm sorry, Para. Para is like a '80s uh, bad guy. Like he owns the mountain, like the ski. Like, like there's gonna be a mo- at some point the Buccaneers are gonna have a montage of them working out, trying to get better for Blitzball. You have to have a montage, yeah, specifically a training montage. Without that, you're not a real team. Yeah, and Para is not working out and working at all. Like Para is in the hot tub, smoking a cigarette, drinking beer, partying. But then the Buccaneers are like doing a car wash. <laughs> I was gonna say, do they have a hot tub as well? Because I'd rather like chill in a hot tub with the beer, with the Buccaneers. Uh, probably, yeah. <laughs> All right, Let's see if I can make that happen. We'll have to roll characters in Belmont. Is just a little bit too uh, dusty. <clears throat> gets gets dry. Gets dry in that desert. <laughs> A lot of need a lot of moisturizer. <laughs> something something dry bone. Speaking speaking of dry, let's talk about the story of four point two. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> we started talking about the arid wastelands. <laughs> <laughs> things went south real quick uh and then we got to old uh yeah then we got to old uh speaking of 
Anyway, let's uh four point two. Four point two. Main story. Yeah. Main story line quest. I'm not, I can't name I can't name the episode dry boner. <laughs> can't do it. Can't. No, that, that's not appropriate. I will not fly on on iTunes. <laughs> Uh, MSQ. So Shin, uh, we we uh, we went through the MSQ, uh, and we met. Uh, we, we a lot of things happened. So let's. I guess let's go first. Like what? What's the what's the biggest thing that stood out to you in the MSQ? I really found this one, and we mentioned this last week or a couple weeks ago. I found this patch kind of underwhelming overall. Uh, we didn't really get a lot of story progression. We, we got a lot of setup. I found. And I think what they're going to bring is going to be more interesting than what they've brought so far. Like, out of all of it, I really thought that like the way that they brought in the new character and uh, had him kind of interact with everything was kind of interesting. Really not a fan of him since the beginning. He looked really, really sketchy, and then we were proven right later on, so that's always a thing. Okay, I hated his haircut. It, yeah, that's that's exactly what it was actually. <laughs> was like, you, you look like you're gonna be up to something, and then he acted so nice. And I'm like, by the time that like the quest was just about done, I'm like, all right, I might be willing to give you a chance. And then he went completely 100 crazy. Yeah, and I'm like, well, don't trust a fucker with a bowl cut coming in there and be like, let's talk peace. <laughs> Nobody with a bowl cut wants peace. <laughs> Just angry at the world. I, I, I want to apologize to all of our listeners with bull cuts. <laughs> you know. I kind of want to see him and Fordola go for it. Like, go at it. Oh, wait. Mostly because I don't think he can fight. And oh, that's what you meant? <laughs> I was like, listen, that's his stepsister. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, no, that's Jitsuyu. Oh, Fordola. Yeah, I, oh, sorry. Yeah. Fordola. Oh, sorry, I got confused for a second. It's the bowl cut. <laughs> he looks like he'd hit for, on his own. Like, Dola doesn't he, have a bowl cut. I know, but it, no, not him. The other guy, whatever his fucking name is. Uh, what the hell's his name? <laughs> was it? It's, I was uh, avoiding it because like Brutus. Brutus. It's Brutus. Brutus something. It's Brutus. Tell me, chat. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me it's not Brutus. Watch him. Watch him be not Brutus. I'm <laughs> banking on Brutus so hard right now. It's Brutus, and uh, I don't know. He seems like, come on. He was the whole time. He's like, I want to see my sister. Where's my sister? Let me get with my sister. I'm like, bro, I know that. I've seen that movie. <laughs> it doesn't end well. You won't believe it's not Brutus. See, look. Asahi sass Brutus. Yeah, Asahi, Asahi bowl. <laughs> little broody. I'm just going to call little broody. Little brute ass bulk. <laughs> we don't like him. Can you tell we don't like him? I don't <laughs> like. I, I agree. He perfectly written as a character, right? Like we're not supposed to like him. Well written. The actor, the voice actor, sold it. Like the voice actor sold mm. like the, the at the point when he was being kind to one of the domans. Like you knew he was up to something. In that respect, like I think he was kind of a slightly better written character than uh, what's his face Xenos, because we were supposed to hate Xenos with a passion, and everyone just ended up um, not hating him. Everybody who has dad, you know, like you know, I want my thick daddy. <laughs> more on that later. I thought that was more Biako. 
uh, let's we'll get on that too i guess <laughs> yeah you're right you're absolutely right i think i think he's uh, a better written villain like that not that xenos was a poorly written villain but the the amount of people who love xenos like like oh, he's bad but i can fix him like that's what the type of like you can get like i can fix him he's got some issues but it's fine <laughs> i'll deal yeah, with he, it. he wasn't a he was more relatable like not in a the ebbs of everything he absolutely does is terrible like it's kind of like they did with yatsuyu like they made her relatable they made you feel sorry for her um same with fordola they made you feel sorry for her and now we're getting arcs with both of them for better or worse um I, I, Xenos kind of has similar and then with his violent and very swift death I'm going to leave that point for later but they killed him off and like they really didn't do a lot with the character like he was supposed to be the big bad thing that everyone hated and I'm pretty sure that more people hate Asai than Xenos at this point yeah, I'm pretty sure like, like like the sentiment across Twitter and the in, in the interwebs was very much a this guy's an asshole, and I hate his haircut. <laughs> also, his eyes. Oh, yeah, he's got... Like, when he's talking all normally, it's all normal, but then he goes into, like, the crazy psycho mode. Yeah. And, like, yeah. He looks like a literal dick. Like, he looks like an actual dick. Ball cuts. Yeah. <laughs> Ball cuts. Episode 58, Bull Cuts. <laughs> That's the name of the Shall you take that back? I hate Alpha Node more. Well, I, I don't know. I don't hate Alpha Node. After, that, after I found out Alpha Node's been learning how to swim, I love Alpha Node even more. <laughs> if they turned Alpha Node into the comic relief, <laughs> like the, he's great because he's smart and he can help people, but also he's also like, uh, we're going to buy this sword. <laughs> Do you not know how, like, motherfucker, you're in charge of the goddamn money? <laughs> Yeah, I was really, really confused with that whole thing. And I know, like, we talked about this at one point. Alphino goes and drops so much money on this sword. It doesn't even know how much money this is and just goes and does. Wasn't it only just last patch, which I don't know how many in game days it goes ago, that they found all of this lovely treasure down below and for Alamigo? And their first thought was, hey, let's get Alphino to do it because he's smart. He can handle the money and figure out how to, like, allocate all this stuff. And then we get into the next one, and he just blows all of the money on this. I want hey, which again we recuperate, and Tataru is fine with because we find a ton of money. But bad. bad. It, it seems kind of a bad plot point there. Alpha knows the spoiled rich kid. I don't think he's a spoiled rich kid. He's just he has big shoes to fill, given given what his. Uh, his heritage sometimes he just wants to look like a pimp i know and then sometimes he's gonna be he's gonna michael phelps himself into the water <laughs> that was the best he's like hey, sister i've been learning how to swim and i thought he was gonna go do like a perfect like swan dive right into the water nope <laughs> we get a yahoo just belly flops into the water oh uh, yeah i get in chat there, like I agree, Alfie used to be very, very whiny. He used to be like a the spoiled brat type person, but I think he definitely changed a lot more, uh, especially in Heaven's Word and now in Stormblood. Well, less in Stormblood, more in Heaven's Word. He kind of matured a little bit more and is 
a much better character than he originally was. And then we've seen at the end of Heaven's Word and all through Stormblood, Alize finally getting her turn as well. And like between the two of them, like they are my favorite Scions by far. Yeah, they balance each other out as characters for sure. Like they they as twins, they they are very um like you can't, hey, you can't beat her sass. Yeah, very sassy. He's very like, but it, it, as a brother and sister twin combo, I mean, it, it works really well. Uh, so uh, we we can step up to uh, Gosetsu and and what's going on. I I still fear for see Gosetsu. you, man. I still fear for Gosetsu. I don't think that character is gonna last. I think that he's gonna die before the end of this uh, this uh, this expansion. I could see them doing that. Like they already half killed him once, so there is that whole thing. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of wish that he, they wouldn't kill him off, but at the same time, I can understand them killing him off. Like that's probably my biggest gripe with this whole patch and this uh, post expansion series so far is that. They've gone off and they they killed a whole bunch of characters during Stormblood itself. We had um, what's his face, the the leader of the Alamican Resistance. He died and Lise took over. And then we had, um, yeah, I, sorry, uh-huh. what's his name? Yep, uh, Gotsuyu died or Gotetsu died. We had Yotsuyu die. We had Zenos die. And then we come back to this patch and like everyone's alive again. Recon the patch. Like, like Square has done this in the past where they're like, oh, everyone's dead. Oh, no, by the way, they're not all dead. And I find it kind of a terrible storytelling mechanic that you just kind of kill off everybody and then bring them back shortly afterwards. And uh, I understand, like, especially with Gutsetsu and Yotsu, like, we knew both of them were coming back. That was built into Stormblood itself. Uh, kind of a little bit upset about it as well like that they did bring them back because i think they had a really interesting uh the way that they died was really interesting now i'm holding judgment on that one because we knew that they were coming back we've seen them come back now uh they i'm hoping that they bring them back with some more interesting story so there, there was a very strong reason for bringing them back but i'm really really confused with the whole xenos thing and I know there's a few people that have this theory that it's not actually Xenos. It's uh, something else that resembles him or looks like him. Could be a clone, could be something. Who knows with Garlemel technology? But, uh, like, yeah, with that whole difference, they, it's just they're bringing people back again and again and again. And, and yes, it brings precedent for other things that they could bring back, but why? What's the point? It kind of cheapens the original deaths. And especially with Xenos' death, like, yes, they didn't do a lot with that character, but there was a lot of like, strong storytelling at that point where we go up, we fight him, we defeat Shinru, we kill him, or rather he decides to take his own life before everything. And then after that's all said and done, they're just like, oh, no, by the way, he's alive. Yeah, it, it's... For, for me, I really do believe that, like, the idea behind Gusetsu dying like and and i mean that with the quotation marks around it like dying was that it built something but they foreshadowed like we couldn't find the body like it was very foreshadowed early on like right then and there like well he couldn't find the body it could have probably been swept out probably dead but it leads you to believe like maybe he didn't die like maybe there is some like all right so they're kind of building it up but the idea that Yotsu is or what's her, what do they call her now? Uh, Suyu. Suyu. 
that now oh, she's that's very different from Yotsuyu. Yeah. <laughs> so like she's going to have this conflicting like who am I situation and she may flip like the switch may flip in 4.3 when we get more MSQ. That would be really, really entertaining because then she'd be evil again. And then if she wants to keep being evil, we can take her down. But if she realizes this whole time, like what the hell's going down? Like, all right, I'm just going to act. And all of a sudden, like, whoosh, Gosetsu, like right in the back, like all of a sudden, he, and then he's dead. Then, then his death, it like he, he's the one that's like, give her a chance. You know, how did you, did you kill somebody that doesn't know that they've sinned? This whole thing, like, <clears throat> God. And, <laughs> chilly um i know some people in chat's like it's just bad story mechanics but i don't think it is like granted yes like when you look at or like a Romy born and and nanamo absolutely agree that is bad that is a bad storytelling mechanic in this sense i don't think it is because i think it was foreshadowed that they weren't dead i think the idea of the amnesia and the the thought of is someone truly evil if they don't know they've been evil um is a thing and that the conflict within her like she may be trying to remember who she is and maybe she can make the choice like do i really want to continue being this person i was or do i do i have a chance to be free and 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 live you know a life of different and try to make things turn around or you know flip out keep secret and then all of a sudden stab gusetsu right in the back after he and then and then letting like at the very end like you know or she'll try to attempt to kill Hien and then Gosetsu will get in the way like be do his last thing to save uh, Hien and and die. Anything that lets us go and attack and kill Yotsuyu would probably be fine. It, which may happen. Like that may actually be what's going on because they've very much focused on like. Gosetsu's death and how he didn't die and like even that was a failure for him and like he's still he's still in this big like failure tour like I'm, I'm still failing as this person I haven't succeeded yet and he, he, he even fails at dying yeah he even failed at dying like that's like myself and Anonymous had discussed this like the failure of like he's the classic failure samurai that like in, until he's actually like done something where he's not failed that's when he'll die and I'm pretty sure that's what they're aiming, building him up to be is like a classic samurai like movie type story where it, he'll he'll last will he'll will love him throughout the whole story and at the very end will he'll do something heroic and redeem him, <clears throat> redeem himself. Um, then <sighs> goodbye Kisetsu. and it's gonna suck because a lot of people are gonna be like, all right, they brought him back and he's a, a favorite amongst a lot of people and I love I think he's great I think he's a great character but. I do believe he's not going to last. I really don't think he, he's, he's going to be the next Moon Burita. Yeah, kill him off in three point four or four point four. <laughs> he is. He's going. They're going to Moon Burita because Moon Burita was like, yeah, everybody likes Moon Burita, and Moon Burita dipped just like that. And I really think they're going to. But this time it's like a longer, a longer, like a slower burn on on the inevitable. So because not, I think not killing him it will be an injustice to how I think they're playing writing now. How other people see his story arc and how I see it are very two different things. But I, I'm glad I'm not the only person who doesn't see it. Because if you know Anonymous. <laughs> name drops. Like that matters. But anyway. <laughs> I mean, he's, Sorry, he, go ahead. He's a lore guy. He knows, like, but he agrees with me. Like, I'm, I'm a fan of samurai movies. So, like, it's very, very, like, that's what it, you can tell. Like, if you're a fan of, like... Lone Wolf and Cub or any of like old school samurai flakes like that is a classic samurai story like 
I'm a failure. I've lost, like, da-da-da-da. And, like, at the very end, he, like, redeems himself and then, poof, dead. Because, like, he's like, and then I can die with honor. And, like, that's it. Like, that's what... <laughs> It's, it's a trope, but it's going to be a trope that a lot of people have never experienced before, so. So. Oh, what are your thoughts on Xenos? Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. Short thoughts. All right, so I don't think it's Xenos. I do not think it's Xenos. I think it's some sort of clone or bot or something along some sort of Garlean tech that is uh, like just like we he, i mean we saw him go and take himself out like which kind of like it, it to be fair his death was very like i have i've never had a friend and i didn't know how to cope and like i can tr- call you friend and took himself out now we don't know what this what this one's like if this is the same person or like it's that like if they play him as the same person like it's that whole classic like if he is a clone is he the same personality as the other one and like could it be different and who knows maybe this one's just pure evil this one's just gonna be like I'm gonna, I'm gonna destroy the hell out of you so I don't know I do not know but is he the type of guy to make a clone of himself and you know put it up against somebody and maybe the clone was defective and went crazy maybe <laughs> and maybe that's the original so i do like the other theory in chat here is that it's a nasian or also chili's elegan plastic surgery it's gaius that would be that'd be weird <laughs> like they put i mean someone else that they killed off that they managed to bring back somehow oh uh. I, I, I mean, if, if, if out of all the characters I'd like to see come back, I'd like to see Gaius come back. Like, but as some... I want that Sylph. Yeah. <laughs> Random Sylph that died. Oh, yeah, that Sylph. That one Sylph that, like, oh, no. Once, yeah, it was the very first... It was one of the first deaths that we had in 14. It's like, the Sylph died and everything was sad. And then, like, half a dozen other people died that you had to drag their corpses out as part of the quest line. And then from that point on, everything went downhill. Everyone kept dying. Yeah. It's all that self started it all. Yeah. What happened? What happened? Square used to, used to to make me take out the dead bodies. Now Now there's too many for you to take. (laughs) Just digging in the knife. All right, let's move on. When you hire the machinist to come in, just flame throw it. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's move on to the, <clears throat> for the four lords oh wait you 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 no. scratch that out tiny cute animal story <laughs> tiny cute animal story let's let's talk and how angry they get and they're like you must quell our anger so we'll give some backstory on this you have to do hell's lid dungeon first so why don't we actually hit the dungeons a little bit first because we can uh hit um fractal continuum hard i think we covered mostly last time if there's anything else you had hell's lid well, I, I mean, I don't have anything on either Fractal, of those dungeons. The story of Fractal was I, the story of Fractal was interesting. It was it involved the uh, Ixali and uh, one of them saying, like, going there to see, like, hey, like, where's our magical land that we were promised? And you know, it was kind of it, that was a really, I think that was a really cool way to like have us go back to Fractal. Um, and I thought that it was interesting to see. I, maybe a lot of people don't didn't see it the way I did, but I I I saw it as 
this one Exali getting like understanding like oh shit we were created and like everything we we know is a lie like like you're like that's essentially saying like oh our god our world our my my magical home in the sky does not exist i was created in a tube i think and, that was exactly what they were saying all right <laughs> but some people may not <laughs> you know somebody be like oh that sucks you just <laughs> but i that i thought that was really cool like i thought that but like even like they them saying like you know does it matter no we'll we'll make our home wherever like like you know it's chill bro yeah i think the message and the the story that it not so much the actual story like what happened with everything but how they handled it at the end was really really interesting and yeah. really really good with especially with how there's a lot of times people aren't um comfortable talking about stuff along those lines or they don't want to talk about that sort of thing or don't even want to think about it so what happens when you're faced with that situation well this is probably about the best case scenario that you can get yeah and they and they turned it into like a little bit like a light-hearted like entertaining thing at the very end where it was very like they did they, i think they handled that really well it, to, for a hard mode dungeon story is probably one of my favorites <laughs> like, it's probably one of my favorites like i think it was handled really well uh it's it's better than the the although you know all hill lava scorpion i think it was better than like the lava scorpion storyline where it's like well you got to go down there there's bugs <laughs> like, yeah much much better <laughs> um but hell's hell's lid that was a fun dungeon fun dungeon fun story i think that is probably one of my favorite hard mode dungeon stories so far. Like you start off with it with Tataro being like, oh shit, Alephino spent all of our money. Here's a cool way we can make money by going to this hole in the lava. Go explore it because there's cool stuff down there. And then you get down there and there's a whole freaking city underneath there that also looks amazing. But then you get to it and you get to the whole end of the thing and there's Genbu just chilling a giant turtle you get to fight which is fun and then he turns into this tiny little cute turtle that you get to talk to and do a whole other storyline that i've never loved anything more than talking to a bunch of little cute animal npcs (laughs) especially the ones that are like completely psychotic yeah i think there was the the dog or something one of the ones i thought i don't remember exactly which one it was it's been a while the fat Um, cat you go and you talk to it pretty sure no 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 the fact that it was kind of not completely sadistic, but there was one that you go and talk to. It's like, yeah, no, uh, I'm not like evil or crazy or anything. There was, you might hear that I went around and like killed a whole bunch of people. And yeah, that's true. I did go and kill a whole bunch of people, <laughs> but, but I just, I wasn't feeling it at the time. What was it? What was it? The, the little piglet that was like, I'm going to, I'm going to go right up in there and go see that, 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 that brick thing, which I do it. I'm going to touch it. I'm going to touch it. <laughs> and you follow that little piglet all the way up there. And they're like, I'm going to get in there. Let me in. No. But I, but I want to. No. Fine. <laughs> Just boop, 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 I'll be back. I'll be back. And then the bird, the bird in the corner. And he's like, no, go away, human. <laughs> go away, creature. I like you. <laughs> And then the bird runs away, and then you follow the bird, and all just goes, ah, stalker! Stalker! Can you tell we love that? <laughs> so, listen, if they made I a housing so ward... so much time going through all the NPC dialogues if, down there. If they, made a, if they made a housing ward where I can just live with tiny animals, I'd move the FCOs there. Be like, nobody else. I, I'd buy the whole... Fuck it, I'd buy a ward. I'd buy the ward, I'd buy the ward out and be like, this is me and all these animals.
Yeah, I'd live down there with all of them. See? <laughs> oh, they're so damn cute. That that was the best part of it all. Yeah. But then you get to go and Biaka, like the storyline for the primals or the the trials this time were is a little bit different. We had um, you defeat the dungeon, you, you beat it, you beat Ganbu, he turns into the two, cute little turtle, and then he basically asks for your help. There's these four lords, of which Ganbu is one of them, and uh, they all have this whole balance that they have to kind of keep between the hateful tendencies where they want to go and kill everything and like their sanity basically and they're kind of losing this over time and they're trying to keep back i can't remember what the name of the the creature that's trapped in there do you remember i don't uh i don't remember its name okay, been, there's some there's some big creature that they're i have a feeling we're gonna fight that thing <laughs> i almost guarantee we're gonna fight that thing but the story, as far as the storyline goes, we have the four lords are trying to are basically keeping this thing at bay. But three of them are kind of pretty weak at this point and don't have any energy to help do this anymore. So Genbu's kind of doing it on his own. So he asks us to help the other three. And in order for that to do them, they have to go flat out crazy. So for some reason, the feral tiger that we get to talk to, Byako, uh, turns into this giant dude. With a tire arm. Yeah, he gets... like, And you get to beat him down to uh, help him. He rages out. He wants you to beat him. He rages out into his his dude's sona. This is, just wants you to quell his rage. He's full of, he's full of hate juice. <laughs> he needs you to really give him a release. <laughs> just... <laughs> you know, you know when you're like angry and you need a release and you get one and you're just instantly fine. He's very, he was very relaxed afterwards is what I'm saying. Very relaxed. Very happy. Does this have anything to do with the fact that you got to get picked up in his mouth and then rammed into the ground? I mean... You know, if I can count in my hand how many times I've been picked up in somebody's mouth and rammed into the ground. He can count on his hand. Uh, yeah, all one of them. If I had a nickel for every time I've been rammed into the ground. <laughs> now I don't know what to name of the episode. Do I call it ground ramming? <laughs> Nah, if you're going to with that, you might as well go with Ground Pound, but... Oh, hey, Ground Pound's a great name. <laughs> I got... I don't know. Mario might have that one. What about, uh, take, you know, I got taken to Pound Town. <laughs> going to Pound Town? Going to Pound Town. Episode 68, going to Pound Town. Well, we'll think about this later. All right. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, interesting story. I think we covered the mechanics last time. Very interesting uh, fight. Uh, after you hit, you quell his rage, uh, he kind of goes back to his tiger thing and then he needs a, a rest for a bit. He has a refractory period. There's an episode name. <laughs> he needs 30 minutes to recoup and he's good to get. Just needs a quick smoke and an Oreo cookie. He's right Once he's done, I have a feeling that we get to meet the, uh, the next batch on here. And I wouldn't actually be surprised if they do a two for one, like we know that there's four lords, 
Uh, Genbu is one of them. Byako's the second. I wouldn't be surprised if the next trial is actually going to have the other two together. And then the third trial we get is that final whatever ultimate thing. <laughs> next batch. Yeah, I, I gave up. Flatus is gone. <laughs> next, next batch is ready in 30 minutes. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, 30 minutes or it's free. <laughs> I'm sure it would have been free regardless of 30 minutes or not. Uh, I wonder what he's like on extreme. <laughs> Taking it up a notch. Is there a safe word on extreme? I wonder if this it, it says duty fail. That's the safe word. Uh, can't, can't wait to see the other guys. <laughs> see, what see what's going on there. I... I hope one of them is female. I was gonna, I was gonna say the uh, the safe words of woo, but woo, no. <clears throat> Here lies Flatus. He did nothing wrong. Uh, so yeah, all right. That's uh, the story was fun. Uh, you know, Feeny says safe word is Estinian. Might have butchered that sentence a little bit, but I'm gonna keep it. No, the safe word is Astinian. No, it's, that doesn't really bother or me. Or safe word is Astinian. Safe word is Astinian. That's what it is. All right, let's. Uh, we got the Eureka Live letter. <laughs> uh, no, we have one more piece. Holy shit. Oh, the Anata. You missed the Ananta. Yeah, the Ananta. Uh, which is still Snake pretty. Sh- yeah, Snake. Snake. Uh, which, oddly enough, slightly attracted to the. <laughs> Not surprised. <laughs> Don't know what it is. Uh, <laughs> the uh, I think it's the weird scaly hair. I don't <laughs> any. Uh, I like this story. I think it's interesting that we're not building up their their home or their like uh, an area. Like it's actually building up a a military like checkpoint for us, um, and letting the Ananta run it and uh, the. The, the Ananta that we're helping is her mother's the one that's like, if you can't handle this, I'm kicking your ass out of here. He's <laughs> like, I gotta prove it to my mom. <laughs> and yeah. I, go ahead. And, and, and it's great. Like, I just, it's, I'm having fun with those. That's, I, I'm invested in to see what, how that grows and changes just to be like, haha, mom. Yeah, so I'm, I think I'm a little bit further ahead in the quest line than you, but it's been really interesting to see kind of how they're progressing it and building up some uh, parts piece by piece um, for this whole outpost thing. I think it's going to be really interesting once they have it completely done. Oh, for sure. But on that note as well, I just finished the Kojin tribe quests, in which case they decide to go and do like, uh, what was it? I don't know. Do they pray to the tiny little god? I've completely forgotten the word. Uh, crazy? God hungry? Massive opium den? <laughs> that seems more like it's the Ananta than the Kojin. In opium dens? Yeah. Hmm. What, I mean, what, what's an underwater drug? Cocaine? S- seaweed? Shit, that one was bad. <laughs> Gaslighting. That was the word. 420 under the ocean. Smoke weed every day. 
That's true. The the Vath do do the opium. That that's true. The Vath are the but no, I, the the Kojin tribes end up with some gaslighting, which I thought was really funny. Okay, I mean, I'm always down for some gaslighting. It, it makes sense afterwards, but as you're going through it, it's like, it, uh, oh no. I mean, All right. Like 30 seconds before you finish the quest, but I got my majestic C flap flap, so we're all good. Yeah, I need to continue with flap flap. It sucks. Acquiring. Oh, flap flap sucks. Has or? a very very strong suck. Oh, that. Oh yeah, it's. For, it's I mean, it's gotta eat. <laughs> it's gotta. Eat. It's krill. You can fit a whole lalafell in there. It's krill or be killed. Krillin? Krillin. Just straight Krillin. He's a Lollafell. Krill- Could be like a Lollafell. Krillin so hard. <laughs> how many how many more how many more underwater fucking jokes can we pull out? <laughs> I mean Nah, I got nothing. Nothing? Well. You know, I want to be where the people are. I mean, uh, real, real quick, is there? Can I buy a dingle hopper for one of the vendors? <laughs> I'm just gonna start make, making Little Mermaid references and see if anybody notices. <laughs> just gonna keep making them. It's just a fork that you can put into your hair. As a, why don't we have that? <laughs> Wait a minute, you're gonna tell me we did this whole underwater bullshit and not one time did anybody think? I wonder if we could put a fork as a hair accessory, and nobody said yes. Like nobody's like. Like Disney wouldn't have. Found did we out. get the seashells though? D- did we? Let's. Uh, can I? I don't, I don't think we got seashells. Anybody? Is there any like boob cup seashells? <laughs> I mean, and when we say C, we mean like the cup, not S-E. <laughs> God, we're. What happened to us? <laughs> we used to be a legitimate news source. <laughs> And on that note, since we are running into our time, <laughs> we, we have one more interesting thing. We took the, uh, we had the live letter last week, uh-huh. which was very interesting, very, very late. And we got to hear all about Soken and finally Eureka. Yes. Oh boy, I I am. I oh god, I am sorry. I clicked on something and I got surprised, Nick caged, which isn't great. Uh, you should really not click on things randomly. I well, that happened. Anyway, so um, yeah, we got to see Eureka. So a lot of uh the episode previously, uh, shouldn't I spent time discussing Eureka and kind of our thoughts and how it would work so we got a little bit of confirmation i think on some of the things we said like we knew training the zone was going to be thing we saw that live like we saw definitely like it was falling into now one unleashed when he got to the main city one did not unleash so i don't know if that was a bug if it was supposed to unleash when you got back to a main city or not but it seemed like it wasn't supposed to be that way like it's going to kill you like it's going to come into the city and go pop 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 and die um It'll be interesting to see how it handles on um, when you die. Like, does it just go straight back, or like, it, there is a lot of potential for grieving with this sort of system. So, it'll be interesting to see how it's actually implemented when we get it in there. Yeah. Um, 
we did say that like we understood like it'd be interesting for them to like keep the ability to on the fly swap elements which you can do so you know we're two for two <laughs> so. yeah i think the mechanics that they introduced where you have this uh wheel of the six different elements i believe and you can allocate your points to these six different elements um, however you kind of want and i'm sure there's going to be ideal models that you get out there but for now you just assign your things to one to each of these six elements however you want to allocate them but then say i put six into the top one i can spin the wheel and it doesn't have to be linked to the same element so if i'm out fighting let's say a whole bunch of water creatures so i have uh, electricity to make me stronger against them and then i come across something that's uh, uh, weak against electricity I, I don't remember what that is off the top of my head but i could spin my wheel while i'm out in the middle of nowhere and fight the things that are not weak and they mentioned this on the live stream as well, that uh, at the beginning, a lot of the creatures are very um, similar around the beginning area. So you'll have a, one section that's a lot of fire creatures, one section that's a lot of wind, etc. cetera. Um, but as you get deeper, as you get further on, they might not be as um, close together. Yeah. So like when you start off, you might be able to put all your uh, effort into like fire and then you'd be really strong against, say, ice or whatever the, the actual system is. But uh, as you, so you won't have to actually switch your wheel a whole lot. But when you get further out, it gets to the more complicated, the harder areas, you might have to start figuring out how to strategically switch out uh, which elements that you want to have active or strong at that point. Particularly because you're only limited to, I think, five of these swap outs before you have to wait for. Uh, a regeneration cycle and i believe it's one to two minutes for it to complete a cycle of that or if you go out to a town you can automatically have everything refilled immediately yeah it's about i think it's only two towns i think i I timed it about about a minute is what i timed it at so that could always be adjusted of course i'm pretty sure like as people play through it and like they find like does it need to go slower if it's too fast and vice versa if it's too speed it up but um, it, it to me it makes sense. Like it, I mean, it looked dangerous. Uh, they threw in some classic armor from Final Fantasy Eleven, uh, Scorpion Harness, which is a classic armor piece, uh, which Chili was very excited for. So anybody who played Eleven was like, yeah. Uh, but really, why we're there is for our uh, for our weapons and uh, our gear. Uh, I'm a little. I know some people are like, yeah, I can get the gear for my character that I got when I leveled up to 70, but this one sets diable. It bums me out a little bit. Cause I was like, I was kind of hoping like they could have put like a, a, a cool new gear set in there. I hope that the gear sets upgradable. Like it changes. Well, we don't know that if that's necessarily the only thing that we'll get out of there. True. I, I hope for more. I do. I do hope for more. Uh, we do know there's going to be like boss fights and stuff like that. If you looked in the map, there was like some circle type arena things. I hope that's not like specifically this is where the boss will spawn. Because actually, we do know that there's more gear coming out of there because we know that we have our the AF gear, but we also know that there's that scorpion gear from 11. Yeah. So we do know that there will be other gear sets out of there. So who knows what we'll see. Hmm. Let's see. Anyway, uh, I'd, I'd rather them not use... Uh, I'd like to see more open boss fights and stuff like that. And I, even like we said, we don't know everything because they didn't go into everything. 
uh, we didn't see anything like a uh, emergency mission and stuff like that, stuff that we saw in Diadem 2.0. That would be interesting to have that pop up and go. Uh, we did say that you are going to lose levels, and they for sure had level loss screens, and are you you know was it down level or whatever it was <laughs> screen like level down, level down. So it is going to be it is going to be a for sure challenge to get like, and it should be like, I think that's a cool out of the ways we've done it in the past so far, it's been grueling process or a like, here's this time sink, but this is a more interesting time sink. Right. I think it was kind of interesting to how, when you looked at the design for everything and you looked at all of it, it looks kind of different. At least the, the entry areas looked a lot different from what we're used to in ARC. Yeah. Like, they were able to use new environments that we didn't normally see that might not fit into this uh, storyline or the world that we're used to right now. So it, it, I thought it was really interesting and it looks a lot more exotic. dense almost. Yeah, exotic. One of the things that I remember thinking when I first saw it was this actually kind of reminds me a bit of Monster Hunter. A little bit, <laughs> a little bit. So, uh, stop playing Monster Hunter. Come play Final Fantasy fourteen where you have Monster Hunter. <laughs> I mean, I gotta give him This credit. isn't a specific call-out to someone who happens to be in our FC who has been on for a long time because they've been busy painting minis and now playing Monster Hunter. But it kind of is. Yeah. It's true. Although Monster Hunter is a very, like, multiplayer FC. I'm just gonna wait for PC. People I want to play with probably just play it on PC yeah. anyway. So. I mean, even though I bought it on PlayStation, but still... I'll just, I'll just take it back to GameStop, get some sort of refund, and I'll put it on Final Fantasy XV for PC, and I'll be like, I'm going to stream the shit out of this. <laughs> anyway, so that's pretty much it for that. I mean, we did learn a little bit about Soken and his favorite band, which is Rage Against the Machine, and I think that's dope. So I was I, I ended up listening to like a lot a little bit of Rage that weekend. I was like, you know what? It's been a while since I listened to Rage Against the Machine. I do like Tom Morello. So <laughs> listen to Rage Against the Machine. Uh, so... Soken's still one of my favorite composers. <laughs> so, uh, so, this is awesome. Closing thoughts. Uh, Shin, uh, what do you think? Uh, story? Rika? I think 3.2 was a little underwhelming, but that's kind of understandable. They did a lot of setup. I'm really looking forward to... Sorry, 4.2. I'm really looking forward to 4.3. Uh, to be, to be I'm fair, hoping 3. it's as good as 3.3. 3, to be fair, 3.2 was underwhelming. <laughs> It, it's it's kind of the same pattern set up and now we have to like 3.3 was a really really strong patch and i think it was one of the best ones that we had after heavens Word was released so i'm really hoping that 4.3 follows this pattern and we get a really strong patch for 4.3 uh really looking forward to eureka in a few weeks i will love to dive in there love to see what the content is see how they kind of balance that old school mentality with uh people who don't want to like dedicate all of their time to gaming and be able to do it in a short little manageable chunks. Uh, kind of looking forward to what we're going to get with the next set of triad stuff. And I really want a flying elephant. That's my closing thoughts. <laughs> uh, I'm excited to see where uh, the story goes. I think it's a nice, I think we, we got a good strong setup for, for the next patch. Um, it's going to be interesting to see where they take Yotsu, uh, Asai, Brutus, and Gusetsu, that storyline, and see where they go with it. Um, I do like that we're kind of bouncing back between Alamigo and, and Doma. 
between these two things. I'd like to see now that what we know and who's back and everything, I'd like to see maybe both storylines intertwine once again, like like separate a little bit, but starting to come back together. <clears throat> Unless Xenos is there solely for Alamegan purposes, um, which would kind of suck. But and then they're just going to specifically be like, it's who Doma and and Xenos is eh. Ba, ba, ba. Da, 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 da. <laughs> just gonna mess it all up and have Fordola marry off to Hien and holy shit. <laughs> Serena somehow comes back. I listen. I like Fordola. Or fiery red. Anyway, yeah, before anyway. we start any more unfounded yeah. rumors, yeah. Um, and then Eureka. Uh, I'm excited. I, I am truly excited for it because I dig it. I I dig having that little bit of challenge. I think it's gonna be fun to to get with like the FC and get with friends and run in there and do some stuff, get some weapons, and spend some time and laugh when somebody gets you know a train of like 87 monsters behind them <laughs> and just be like haha uh so <clears throat> with that uh i'm we're, you know excited for see where this where things are going now uh as you all know we have our fc over on Gil- gregamesh gilga gilga greg <laughs> gilgamesh uh dominant umbra the umbra fc so you uh if you don't know you should uh you should know that we're recruiting constantly and you should probably join because we're having fun. We're setting things up. We're getting stuff done. There's people of all sorts of levels. Uh, and uh, tonight we got a wedding at like 2 a.m. Eastern, but what is it? 11 Pacific, 2 a.m.? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's a wedding. So if you're in the FC and you're hearing hearing my voice, come to the wedding. <laughs> uh, two of our FC members are getting married. So come come out. Dress to the nines. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go get watch some people get married. But it's uh, it's you know, we've been uh, running maps and doing things and dying, lots of dying pony farms, like everything that you could want to do with an FC. Except you also get the comedy stylings of Shin and Flatus, <laughs> which is probably like the not selling point. <laughs> um, and then uh, that's pretty much it. And we really don't have anything else. So uh, come join us. Join the uh, FC. Oh, by the way, if you've been joining our Maelstrom Radio Discord, give us a second. I'm trying to get the bot set up so it automatically gives you uh, the the thing so you can see all this the channels. I'm trying to work it out so I clean up the server. Just give me a minute. If you see nothing when you get in there, don't automatically leave. Like this server's broken. Don't leave yet. Like especially if you like join at like three o'clock in the morning when nobody's like awake. <laughs> give me a minute to like adjust you until I get the bot set up to automatically handle those things. I'm working on it. You know, I have a day job. My day my day job doesn't isn't this. I it could be if you continue to support us here on Twitch. And <laughs> one day, one day, you'll all help me be here twenty four seven. I'll never not sleep. <laughs> anyway, uh speaking of finding us, Shin, where can they find us? <laughs> Probably in hell. Uh, you can find us live on Twitch weekly Fridays around 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. Or you can find the recorded shows usually a few days after we've recorded them uh, on iTunes, Google Play Music, or Stitcher. If you need the links for any of those, go ahead and check out our blog at maelstromradio.com. You can email us at any time, uh, send us your comments, questions, whatever, uh, fanfiction. Uh, show at maelstromradio.com you can join us on discord our link is on twitter our link is also on the website feel free to join us chat whatever you want 
Uh, you can find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash maelstrom underscore radio on Facebook at facebook.com slash maelstrom radio or Twitch here at this link, twitch.tv slash maelstrom radio. Uh, I'd also like to say that we've been uh, getting the podcast out regularly now uh, since we've gotten to the new site. It's been easier for, I think, both of us. To, uh, things It's so much easier. I just I get it edited, I throw it up, I make the thing, and it's, it's up pretty, pretty streamlined. It's better than what we've had before. So if you had not seen our new website, go there. Also, I want to give a uh, shout-out to Dylan... Uh, or Dylan Thorne, uh, she gave us this lovely, like, little. I was throw, when we were talking about the uh, the whole Blitzball thing. Uh, I I may be sports casting as a as a Blitzball announcer <laughs> live on <laughs> live on our on our channel. Uh, talking about it, I haven't we haven't agreed to anything yet. Anyway, it's uh, she said because I was downplaying our podcast, but she said it's actually a very good podcast. Uh, he he often has Brahamit Saifon, who are also Balmung players. Uh, uh, let me, and then they offered uh, up to uh, a few episodes and, and, and gotten new people to come listen to us. So uh, the, the reason why I'm saying that is that uh, the, the way other people find us and the way other people listen to us is through you. Um, so please, uh, if you can... Take a few minutes of your time. If if you're on Google Play listening to this, take a few minutes to give us a rating, a thumbs up, whatever Google uses. Uh, if you're on iTunes, take a few minutes to give us a rating and leave a review for us. Good or bad, it helps us. Uh, and then take a few minutes and just share us out with somebody. You're like, hey, listen, like if you're in an FC and you know, like your friends are just sitting there grinding out levels and in crafting and they're like, man, I ran through all my animes. I've got nothing to do. Here's Maelstrom Radio for you. Because <laughs> uh, with that, we can do more things. And uh, and also, uh, Dylan also gave me an idea for a haunted telephone, which I'm saving. And I'm going to talk to Shin about because I think it's hilarious. I think it's a really good one. <laughs> so uh, if you want us to see us, uh, if you want to see us do more and new fun things like haunted phone and more choose your own adventures, just hold on tight. Those things are coming. Uh, just it's been a news heavy few weeks. I'm sure when things slow down, we'll we'll dig deep into our brains and pull out something silly. Um, so thank you so much for this. Shin, you want to say goodbye to everybody? Bye. All right. I'm gonna do this. Come over here. Oh, you know what? Uh, I didn't do this tonight, so I'm gonna do it one more time. Let me unmute Shin real quick. <laughs> then do this. Uh oh. I almost forgot. I almost forgot to do it. Because I, let's see. Well, I get to, well, I get to do it one more time next week. But, you know. Fuck you, it's February. <laughs> I mean, it's going to soon not be February. It's like, I got to use it while I can't. <laughs> All right. Let me get back over here. Let me reach in. And. What? What? There it is. I want to thank all of you who came out live here to listen to us ramble about uh, the story of 4.2 and our thoughts on what we saw from the Eureka Live Letter, proving yet again that Shin and I are hitting about a batting average pretty good with uh, our predictions. Uh, next week is episode 69. Keep it in your pants. And... <laughs> 
we won't, <laughs> I guess. Um, so with that being said, as always, till sea swallows all, keep listening. Maelstrom Radio is a production of MaelstromRadio.com, Blackfire Media Productions. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. Opening theme provided by Benjamin Anthony James. You can find more of their music over at SoundCloud.com forward slash Ben773. Our outro is provided by Sodo. You can find more of their music over at SoundCloud.com forward slash Sodo. Views and opinions expressed on this episode are of those of Maelstrom Radio and their hosts, and do not reflect the views and opinions of Square Enix. And until C swallows all, keep listening.